um, Stephen uh, A. Davis, Scott Van Pelt, Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Davis. <laughs> Welcome to Grapples Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not I should spend 40 bucks on a Funko Pop. Because I, I want to, but I know I shouldn't, but I want to, but I know I shouldn't. Whatever. Anyway, as always, just listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples on number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud, you got Apple uh, Podcasts and you got Google Play Music, whatever. It doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you are listening. As always... I'm one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because that's who I is. Seems like once again, I will have to steer this ship solo by my lonesomeness. I just... I, bring, 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 bring. What, what, what that? Someone on the phone. Hold the phone. It is the return of the very sensual... The very dark. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, Shades. Boy, am I the good. My demise have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> it, is, it is great to have you back, sir. Uh, I needed a, uh, a mental week last week. So, uh, boom, refreshed. We're back. Uh, got the band back together, hopefully. Boop, boop. With this COVID thing, we can actually get the band back together and, uh, you know, talk about the grapples, maybe some apples, hey. throw, it, throw it number two in there. Who cares? Let's do it, right? <laughs> That's right. Yo, this week, as we've been doing with, you know, during COVID, there's not too much to go off of because, again, most of the wrestling world is in quarantine or stay at home or whatever the case is. But... We do have some Money the Bank qualifiers. We got some tournament results. We do have some news about some WWE video games and some more personnel being released and a new Impact Champion? Who knows? But before we get to any and all of that, Mr. Return of the Shades, can you please do me a favor, sir? Yes, sir. What is that? Ring thy bell. So, as I mentioned... Night 2 of Rebellion took place this week, or at least it aired this week. And the big story going into Rebellion was what's going to happen with the Impact World Championship match. It was scheduled to be a triple threat match with Tessa Blanchard defending her Impact World Championship. Unfortunately, she could not make it because of the ongoing pandemic. The only one who was there, who was scheduled for the triple threat match, is Michael Elgin. So Elgin makes his way to the ring. Demands to be declared the winner when Moose comes down to the ring carrying a familiar looking belt, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, and declares that he is the champion. But not before Hernandez, of all people, comes down and they have themselves a nice little triple threat match, which Moose wins. And so Moose has thus declared himself the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. So he's basically Roman Reigns in his way to being champion right now. Essentially, essentially. So presumably, once this is all over and Tessa can get somewhere where Impact is filming, 
we're gonna, probably going to get Moose versus Tessa or whoever's holding that championship at the time versus Tessa to unify and become the undisputed Impact World Champion. Uh, I, I, this is like really lead to Moose being champion. I mean, Tess, Tessa's run has been lackluster. I mean, I mean, but is that really I, fair to say I, in I the mean, midst I of mean, all this? I'm sorry? But is that really fair to say considering like in the middle of her reign, we get a worldwide pandemic. I understand that. You know, the problem is there's no there's no social media presence. There's no there's no nothing. There's nothing there, right? Yeah. Drew McIntyre is on roll with the WWE Championship. Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman. I forgot he was the Universal Champion for a second. Braun <laughs> the Universal Champion. You know, at least he's. Around, but they're know? there. They're where they're filming. Tessa's not there because she can't be there. Is that they really her fault? Like uh, Impact. Say again. Where do they film Impact? Oh, I have I, no I, idea. I'm. I have no clue. Uh, let's see. Impact filming. Is it not Dixie Carter's basement? Like she doesn't own the company anymore. <laughs> Dixie Carter. Uh, I her her championship reign has been hindered for sure by COVID. So it's kind of unfair to say like, "Hey, your reign has been boring," but at least some show some sort of presence. You know, like it's this is the social media area era now. You know, you can. Mm-hmm. Do anything you want on, on you know, for the most part, on social media. You know, you can put up videos. You can do this. You can do that. You can get some nerd to edit it to make it look like an actual, you know, vignette. Do something. Mm-hmm. I, I actually forgot that she was champion. Thanks. She. Oh, they film in Orlando. They film in Orlando. They film in Orlando. So, like, she could stay in Florida. She lives in Florida. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Ten, now this is, hold on, let's see, Nashville? Latest taping location, Melcher confirmed the Impact Wrestling taped in Nashville. So the last set of tapings were in Nashville. And they filmed okay. two months' worth of TV while in Nashville. Okay. Even though they're currently stationed, like... They're based in Orlando, but they did this set of tapings in Nashville. So, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Tessa lives in Florida. Okay. If they're doing tapings in Orlando, you need to be in Orlando for tapings. For sure. You're, you're their world champion. Mm-hmm. There needs to be some sort of presence. And if, it's, and if you're not there, then... So, according to what I'm looking at here, she lives in California. In Long Beach. Uh, So, when she was dating Ricochet, Mm. I I believe they both lived in Florida because they were both at the Performance Center at the time. Okay. Or or Tessa was in the Mae Young Classic or something like that. Okay. That makes sense. I, I can see that, but... I can also see why she wouldn't be there if it doesn't need to be, you know? Now working yeah. with WWE, not dating Ricochet. Yeah. 
she gone. Uh, I mean, again, it's 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 if this is the actual case, like if she's just, I think they should have just took the tell. They should took the belt off of her, and like I know it's not fair to take the belt off of her, but, and then, so I guess that's why they're doing this so they can have someone as a champion for the time being, and then when Tessa comes back, she could do the whole "I'm the true champion" thing. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess if you're Impact, this is the safest route to go. You can have someone on your TV who's who represents the champion, but then you're not hurting Tessa and her championship reign so that when Tessa comes back, she doesn't have to regain it. You don't have to worry about someone stepping in her shoes while she's gone. It's just when she comes back, you plug her right in to the current main event. So for impact, I guess this is the safest way to do it, but I don't know. Something about this doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me to be honest. Are we about to get an, an interim champion? Yeah. Because we all knew this was going to be the final, 
how do you spice it up so that people care when we get to the actual match in three weeks? And the way you do that is by adding small threads as you go around, as you get to it. And so that was just one little baby thread that you go, okay, here's something that we can build off of for the next three weeks. Excuse me. We, we, again, we called this. If it was going to be Lance Archer and, and Dustin in the semis, you have Lance literally just run over Dustin. Like, yeah. like beat the hell out of him. Yeah. And then Cody comes down. You know, like, like put some more, like, add some more spice to this, this stew that we're doing here. You know, right. they did that. And he beat the hell out of Dustin. Now Cody's got more. He's not fighting for just the championship for himself anymore. He's like he's got to avenge his brother, you know. For sure. And just as a side note, I do like the fact that even though Dustin at the by the end of it was beaten and bloodied and all that stuff, it wasn't a squash match. You know, they gave them yeah. basically twenty five minutes, and they put on the best match they can. That just ended happened to end with. Dustin being, you know, having his head slammed into the mat. So it's like, okay, so you let Dustin, like, you got the point across of Dustin getting badly beaten without him having to get run over and squashed like a jobber. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying Dustin needed to be squashed. Yeah. Dustin needed to be beaten down. Agreed. Either post-match um, preferably post match. Mm-hmm. Just, just keep beating him down. M- match is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he doesn't have some mission. Lance Archer, right? Uh, not that I'm aware of. It's G- Jake Hager that does the stand. Yeah, Jake Hager does the stand. Yeah, correct. So. He just continue to to beat him down and beat him down and beat him down and the refs are trying to like stop him and can't and Jake is just egg- egging him on keep going keep going keep going and then that's when Cody comes down like all right enough's enough like now you got a problem with me yeah and then they start you know, slapping each other up no no don't have them don't have them slap each other up yet no they you should they should not touch Jake. each other until the go home. But yet, but not not even that. You have Jake come into the ring, and he's just like, "We choose our time to strike Caesar. You don't dictate our movements. We do." And he just pulls uh, Lance out of the ring. Boom, bam, boom. Fair he's enough. Heat. Can't can't complain with that. Can't disagree with that. Um. Just, yeah. <clears throat> so I mean that that's set. Where I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. What I did like was Cody also at the beginning of the show during his promo, he was saying, he was like, you know, I can't challenge for the AEW World Championship, so I need this championship. And so I like that also because now if Cody loses to Lance Archer, there's more story for Cody. When he does win something big, it'll be that much more cathartic. The problem is, is, if he doesn't win this belt now, right? Right. How does how, how do you get Cody back into the championship picture? It, it's they're playing it off as he's now gonna he's never getting championship opportunity again for the AEW championship. Yes, for the world championship. 
for the world championship. Yeah. If he doesn't win this, it doesn't. It, it, if he doesn't win this championship, it adds to Cody starting to have self doubt. Am I? Yeah. Like, am I really good? Yes. Or am I? Am I just hyped up? You know, and I, I'll never be able to fill my father, uh, my father's foots, uh, his boots. I can't lace my father's boots. I can't lace my brother's boots. Like, dude, it's it's. That's storytelling. One. That's like there's the older storytelling. It's it's easy, it's old, but it works when done right. Crisis of so, Confidence storyline. It's it's an oldie but a goodie. If they can do it right, if they can, if if Cody can do his acting well, if they can set up the storyline from here to when he actually wins the TNT Championship, this could be like. Huge baby face pop when he actually wins it. You know, it could be one of those like moments where he's standing, where he's sitting in the middle of the ring on his knees, clutching the championship, crying because of yeah. everything that he endured. He couldn't beat uh, Jericho for the AEW World Championship. He couldn't beat Lance Archer the first time. So he, you know, he battles his week. He has a crisis of confidence. He battles his way. Back from the bottom of the ladder all the way to the top. And maybe it's Lance Archer again. I think it should be. Maybe it's not. But whoever's no, there at the not. time to beat them and succeed and finally, you know, win gold in the company that he created or helped create, I think that's the story worth telling. He should not win this at double or nothing. Let me paint this picture for you real quick. Okay. Cody loses to Lance Archer. Right. The self-doubt starts coming in. Right. Cody goes on a losing streak. Sure. And I'm talking about, like, he can only win, uh, like, six-man tags. Yeah. Yep. And even then, he doesn't get the pin. He can only win tag team matches, but he doesn't He, he doesn't win he get the pin. Yep. So his tag team partner does. Agreed. Yep. So, so he hasn't had a pinfall victory. In months. Six months. Yep, I'm with you. I'm talking about this is a a really slow build. Yep, yep, yep. MJF wins the world championship. Ooh, okay. MJF and Cody, you you have... Cody lose to... What the hell is the guy? The librarian. (laughs) <laughs> to, to Peter Avalon? You have Cody lose to Peter Avalon. And you have MJF come out. And he's just, give it up, Cody. You're not good. He's just talking down on him. And he goes, and he, he pities him. Gives him a championship opportunity at the, the AEW World Championship. That's the only way you get Cody back into the championship picture. And then Cody beats uh, MJF at uh, All Out or uh, All Out's their big their big uh, All, Out, All Out is the Memorial Day weekend the I mean, Labor Day weekend sorry yeah that's the one that at the uh, beginning of September. So you have Cody beat MJF at All Out. Hmm. That then you have the. The big Cody celebration, the tears, the clutching of the belt. Arn comes out, Dustin comes out, the, the, the elite comes out, and that way you can 
get Cody back into the championship picture and it feels more heartfelt, more authentic, as opposed to just throwing him back into by happenstance, you know? So I'm I'm cool with this story, except I think it's too soon. I think, in my opinion, he's got he has to conquer Lance Archer first. He has to conquer Lance Archer. He has to become the TNT champion, drop the championship, and then go th- go do the MJF thing. Because the AEW World Championship is the pinnacle. That's the top of the mountain. That's the if you if you really want to build to that super cathartic celebration, you you gotta build to it, in my opinion. And for him to, to lose to Lance Archer and never get that win back, I, I kind of it doesn't sit well with me. In my opinion, you don't need the win back. That's the thing. That's why. That's why him beating MJF is. It means more. It, it, it's everything. You got the belt now. You you lose to Lance Archer. You don't get your your. He doesn't get his comeuppance. You know, like you can't defend your family. You can't defend your brother because you know you can't win a match. You can't beat Lance Archer. You can't. You can't beat Peter Avalon. How how the hell are you going to beat MJF? And then him winning the world title, not the TNT championship. Like, if he wins the TNT championship, then the, the winning the AEW championship, it doesn't feel as special. Oh, I disagree. I, I disagree. I think no matter when or how he gets that thing, it's going to be special. No. But it, it, it means more if the AEW championship, world championship is his first title as opposed to he won the TNT championship already. Like, okay, you know, like him going on a massive losing streak and 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 building to it. That's that's when it's for okay. me. At least, at least I feel like that. That's okay. Uh, so I, I, you won me over. You won me over. However, however, and this is the big however. That means MJF, who's currently still injured, has to come back from injury and then beat Moxley for the world championship. Before all out, he can beat him on a random AEW like dynamite. No, no, we get no man. We gotta treat the AEW the AEW championship needs to be treated better than just a random dynamite. <coughs> it's a random match here. Who cares? I mean, I, the MGF getting the belt from Moxley isn't the story here. It's Cody that's the story. Yeah, I understand that, but but like. <sighs> I don't I don't like the idea of like it's almost like you're you're degrading the the AEW championship just so that we can use it as a tool to build up Cody when I think we should be building up both separately so that together they're even better. Like Jericho made the AEW World Championship mean something. Moxley having it right now, like, it's whatever, it's kind of coasting, it's fine. Like, it's on okay shoulders, it's not terrible, but it's not what it was on Jericho's shoulders. You got, I, I, the idea of just letting MJ take it whenever, just because we need to have him drop it to Cody, I think is weak sauce. I think whoever, if, if, if MJF is going to take it off of somebody, it's got to mean something on the way. Even if it means, like... Moxley getting into a feud with MJF and MJF getting the better of him somehow down the line, or yeah, Wardlow, Wardlow attack, uh, you know, Wardlow interferes and that's how he wins. 
All right, but it's, but, but I'm saying is that I want to program out of it. I don't want it to just be like a random match. So man, you think it? You think it? I just I just gave you this spicy no, I'm, that I'm, was the story. I'm saying I like your story. My only gripe is how do we get the belt onto MJF? Maybe we don't do it so soon. But yes, when MJF comes back, we, um, who's who's Moxie feuding with right now? Hager. Is he? Is he still doing the Hager and and inner circle thing? Maybe the inner circle thing. I don't think it's Hager anymore. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember. I don't know. I know. I know he's going to be on next week. He's going to. He's like. He's going to get into his car and drive down to Florida for the tapings. So he'll be at Dynamite next week. Um. So yeah, I guess if Moxley can pivot from that when MJF comes back, and then Wardlow helps MJF become the champion, and then Cody takes it off of him, I guess. I guess I like your story. My only concern is the time. I want it to really soak. I really, I want us to really like. I want it to mean something, you know. But we'll see. We shall see. What we'll also see, over in Titan Towers, is two wrestlers, and. A backstage personality no longer in WWE. So, long time, long time staff member of WWE, one of Vince McMahon's stooges, Gerald Briscoe, apparently was part of the furloughs that took place on Black Wednesday. This was a shock to me. I couldn't believe that Gerald Briscoe of all people got furloughed. Well, what was the last part? I'm sorry, I didn't get to, I, I, I cut out real quick. Gerald Briscoe getting furloughed was a shock to me. Oh, you said it was a shock to you? Yeah. Yeah, um... I mean, granted, uh, technically he's still with the company, but, like, to not yeah. take care of Briscoe? Oof. That's rough. I mean... Uh, Vince, where is a your loyalty, the, sir? A lot of the backstage guys are being like that, that were furloughed were talent guys, you know, like the, the agents and this and that. Yeah, you know, scouts, uh, producers, agents. So right now, yeah, there's no reason for Bristol to be there, you know. Yeah, but We're like twenty four seven champion. But that's his boy, Bristol, though. By the way. Yes, yes. But that's Vince's boy. Like, wouldn't you take care of your boy? Time to heart, man. Get out of here, Time to heart. Don't talk to me about that WWE Time to heart, man. Time to heart, man. Man, get out of here. This boy's just making money hand over fist. Get out of here. I don't know about hand over fist, man. We ain't gonna get to them ratings, man. <laughs> <laughs> Their ratings may be trash, but their pockets is still stacked, let me tell you. Anyway. <clears throat> Blood money from Saudi. <laughs> oh, we'll get to some Saudi stuff later. And they and they hoodwinked Fox into like a three million billion dollar deal. But, but <laughs> before we get into any of that, we have two big releases from WWE. One is a big release, and the other one's the release. I don't know which one is which to you, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, Kane Velasquez, who was in all of what one match? Technically, yes. Cain Velasquez, who was in his one match and lost to Brock Lesnar, he's been released by WWE. That was a big, fat contract. That's clipped. And 
the member, one of the members of the best team, the breakout team, the brave team, the bombastic team. The The B team, Curtis Axel, has been released. (laughs) McGillicuddy, say it ain't so. Yeah, they, they're they not releasing Bo Dallas. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't. They, I mean, wait, they cut Bo Dallas' daddy. Yeah, yeah, but Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, 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 Okay, so the next three, we got three more bits of, of news for you guys. And I'm trying to determine which one to tell you guys first because they're all pretty, they're, they're pretty tasty. Um, I'm going to go with the least tasty first. It's a little appetizer. WWE, a little appetizer. Uh, WWE and 2K Games have announced WWE 2K Battlegrounds set to be released this fall. This is, as I mentioned last week, um, they have canceled 2K21, so that's not a thing. They're not doing a simulation-style wrestling game this year. Instead, they're releasing Battlegrounds, which is more of an arcade over-the-top, cartoony kind of game where the wrestlers are going to be oversized, they're going to be doing over-the-top moves, people are going to be on fire, John Cena gets eaten by an alligator, I don't know, it's weird. Think of WWE All-Stars. Essentially, yeah, right, exactly. Why, why didn't they just call this All Stars twenty twenty one or something? Uh, I think it's different companies. Oh, that makes sense. That would be why. I, I don't remember what All Stars was. I don't know if it was a two K thing, mm-hmm. but I know that uh, they could have just not made a game. Come on. We could have just not made a game. Yeah, okay. Vince is not going to find... Like, that boy is trying to find money where money don't exist, even though he has all of it. Stop it. Not make a game. Are you nuts? Battlegrounds? I mean, I've seen, like, screenshots, and I've seen uh, a trailer for it. And I mean, Charlotte they... Flair, she looks, like, cross-eyed. Uh, Becky Lynch looks terrible. Char- they all look terrible. I mean, they only released a 30-second teaser trailer. Uh, I'm not buying this. I mean, this isn't really up my alley anyway. I don't really like arcade-style, over-the-top wrestling games. I prefer the simulation-style wrestling games. So I will not be interested. Like, this is this has nothing to do with me. It's not me. Go somewhere else with that. But... I, 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 what I think this is, is... It's a two-parter. <sighs> it was a 2K20... Was the most recent one? Or 2K20. 2K20, 2K20, 2K20 was the most recent one. 2K20 was... An abomination. A steaming pile of horse dung. That is putting it lightly, yes. It was buggy. It was glitchy. It was bad. There was nothing good about it. I think the game was like 15 bucks on sale. <laughs> and I was just like, nah. Nah, that's still too much. I just threw 15 bucks into the trash can. I was like, nah. (laughs) So, 
because that game was so bad, what I think they're doing is like, yo, let's 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 put our you know lipstick on a pig real quick and make battlegrounds. Yeah, give us like a real year to fine tune everything. Yeah, make everything, polish it up, make it look good. And they'll put out 2K... 22. 22? Yeah. I can see that. I mean... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Battlegrounds was already in production as, like, a mobile game. And they're just like, hey, can you guys amp this up for consoles? Yeah? Okay, yeah, cool. Let's do that. The thing with, the, with the, the delay, though, is... If you're going to come out with 2K22, that game better blow my nips off. Agreed. Because, like, you got, 2K20 you was a mess. This game. 2K20 was a mess. 2K19 was okay. 2K18 was fine. Like, when was the last time we got a 2K game that was really worth something? What, 2K16, maybe? Uh, we were in the group chat, and I actually spoke about this. Uh, whichever Stone Cold was on, or John Cena, I think it was 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. That was actually pretty good 2k16 was stone cold on the cover yeah yeah uh, so it was 2k15 also that was a good one because i think that one had the summer of punk and the uh best friends bitter are enemies or bitter rivals the Shawn the Shawn michaels triple h saga 2k15 that, was john cena yeah yeah that was like those were those were good yeah i agree I think 2K15 might have been the first one that I played of the 2K line. And um, is it? Let me see. Showcase mode. Yeah, this is the first one with the showcase mode. Yes, it was summer, the Summer of Punk and uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Best yeah. Friends, Biddle Enemies with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Hustle, Loyalty, Respect with John Cena versus CM Punk. Yeah, so this was the first one that I played that I was like, yo, this showcase mode is really cool. And then they had the Stone Cold one in 2016. So, yeah, 2015, 2016 were the last 2K games that, to me, were really worth its weight. Yeah, um... The whole whole thing with uh, the 2K series is it's it's like they're they're more focused on adding a billion different wrestlers as opposed to like actually working on the the, the mechanics of the game. Like I don't care about spending seven thousand in game points on Bruce the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Never going to use him. Yeah. Like, they have like wrestlers in there like that nobody like kid now don't even know. You know, they had Georgie the Animal Steel. I, I don't know if they still have him in there or not, but, you know, they'll have him as, a, you know, a, a character that you can buy and you can use him in-game. Yeah, you know, my grandfather would like to see that, you know. My father would like to see that because he got to see George the Animal Steel, but I didn't get to see him, you know. I, I don't really care for him. You know, of course, all my Bret Hart's and my Eddie Guerrero's and stuff like that in there. We don't need 30 different skins for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. We don't need 30 different skins for Sting. Yeah, Surfer Sting, NWO Sting, Crow Sting, Crying Sting, Joker Sting, <laughs> Steve Borden, like, you, Hall of Fame Sting. Like, we don't need all those, like, they're, they're too 
worried about all these different skins. Listen, just make different attires. Yeah. Sure, you don't need to have sting. 40 different stings 97 sting 94 sting that was my that was one of my issues with uh 2k19 was when you do the showcase mode um the wrestlers that you use and or face you then unlock which is cool except at some point i had like 2015 jericho 2016 jericho 2000 i'm like if they're one year removed do i really need that another version of this guy like yeah like what is the point of that you're you're wasting space on a game to have forty different Jericho skins. Like, what's the point of that? Yeah, yeah, and, I agree. Their uh, create a character mode. They need to work on that. The create a wrestler. Oh my they god! They need to work. They need to work on that. Their whole their their model. Their whole all of their their player models, wrestler models. They need a series overhaul because it's just. It's bad. Some of these likenesses are terrible. You have hair that doesn't move like hair. I don't know. Look, if in terms of gameplay, the gameplay I thought was fine. The only issue that I ever had with the gameplay was the reversals not always being responsive. But other than that, I thought the gameplay was solid. You keep the gameplay what it is. You put in a really good showcase mode. Because, like, this year with the... um, was it, what, 2019 was the Women's Revolution? That was good. But then doing, like, um, there was a, another showcase mode that was like, oh, Daniel Bryan was 2K19, and I thought it was okay. Like, it was like, meh, not great. But when you had the WrestleMania showcase mode, when you had the Summer of Punk and the uh, Best Friends Better Enemies showcase mode, those are good. Focus on some really good showcases, Focus on a really good career mode because last the 2K20 career mode was junk. 2K19 was good, but like it can't be hit or miss. You got have a, a solid career mode, have a solid um, showcase mode, fix your player likenesses, and just and and try again. I mean, the showcase mode for 2020, I didn't play it, but it was the four horsewomen. Yeah, the four horsewomen. Yeah, it was again. Their showcase was good. But then their career mode was junk. Have they done Undertaker yet? Like as a showcase? I don't think so. They can do that. The streak? Oh, that'd be great. Ooh, I didn't even think of the streak. Yeah, bro. Are you kidding? Do the Undertaker streak showcase? What? No, I mean, you you obviously had some of the matches in there, but... I mean... I'm not saying have all 24 matches in there, but... Yeah, yeah, I was like, who is he going to face Giant Gonzalez? I was like, I'm not doing Giant uh, Gonzalez. I'm not doing that match. I'm yeah, not, I'm not doing, six. like, an eight-minute match that ends in a chloroform DQ. I'm not doing that. Exactly. Like, who wants that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't you know. have to, like, you have to start off with the debut and stuff like that. But, yeah. oh, oh, I would salivate. I'd, Imagine? I'd showcase. That'd be great. And then, oh, and then we get the gobbledygooker, because, you know, he debuted the same night as Undertaker. I can hear the face you're making. (laughs) At least you know. (laughs) At least you know. All right, let's let's get to some more serious stuff, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, Dutch Mantel, who was the on-air ring manager for Jack Swagger once upon a time, posted on Twitter. Yeah, Zed, Zed uh, Posted on Twitter that apparently Vince McMahon is trying to sell WWE to ESPN or Fox, and he's trying to do it quick, fast. Um, this is all major rumors at the moment. Like, from what I understand, there's nothing substantial about this. I even, from what I understand, there's people within WWE who's like, no, this is a no-go. Someone's a liar. But it does raise a lot of questions. And especially when we get to the final news story, I don't think this is far out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, I've read that ESPN or Fox are not trying to buy anything right now, sure. especially in this current in the current climate. Like, ain't nobody trying to drop a billion dollars right. plus to, to buy WWE. Maybe Disney, but... <laughs> Maybe Disney. From what I've, I've read, like, no, Vince isn't trying to sell. Yes, Vince is, Vince is trying to sell. I've, I've heard that Vince is trying to sell the network but not WWE. Yeah, that that's like, I mean that's I, been on the table for months now. Yeah, I'm just like I, I, I if he does sell it, what happens to the WWE? You know, like as as a, as a whole, like as a wrestling entity. You know, like yeah. He's only that's the chairman, that's the boss. Now, you know, Mickey Mouse or, you know, um, I was going to say Stuart Scott. Oh, rest in peace. Um, Stephen uh, A. Davis? Scott Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Davis. (laughs) Yeah, like. You're going to tell me that Roman Reigns is not better than John Cena? (laughs) now let me tell you something steven no because you're not listening no 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 that's not what i'm saying and you got what's her name just guys no i think what steven a smith is trying to say (laughs) max kellerman just found off information he doesn't know nothing about go back to boxing 16 championships that's what i'm talking about 16 championships oh you want to talk about championships Rick Flair is the LeBron James of wrestling. <laughs> oh my god, I would love to see an episode of First Take focused on professional wrestling. Oh my oh god. My god. You, know, you know what? Next week, we're going to do a, our, the very first ever Grapples to Apples First Take debate. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, that'd be that's amazing! Oh my god. Okay. Um. <laughs> no, but you're you're right. I um, WWE being in anyone's hands other than Vince McMahon's would be very different, very interesting. Would it be different? Who knows? Um, I feel like it's something that all wrestling fans kind of want to see happen, but I'm kind of afraid to see happen. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, we want to see it happen, but do we really want to see it happen, you know? like I don't know. I mean, look, we've seen that there are other minds for wrestling, you know? It just depends on... 
you know, whose AEW lap does this fall into? Is, is, AEW is a, is a company run by wrestlers who know what the fans want. Plus Tony Which Khan. Let's not act like Tony Khan's like usually involved in AEW. Tony Khan is like a major wrestling nerd. Uh, Triple H. Uh, uh, he's a, a wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. Knows what the fans want. Yeah, that's why NXT does so well. Agreed. But what if they sell WWE and the new owners don't want to keep Triple H? No, that you know that that's that's the risk that we run with them ever selling WWE. You know, just it's like we want it to happen, but do we really want to see it happen? So no, we don't because. We're happy in our ugly little bubble, uh, ugly little bubble that is WWE. You know. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'd like to see it. I'm gonna be flat out. For better or worse, I think Vince needs to relinquish control of WWE. Whether that means selling it or handing it off or dying, you know, knock on wood. But um, to me, it either will get better or it'll die. And if it needs to die, then it needs to die. I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think we can go as far as it, if it needs to die, it needs to die. Because I mean, there's plenty of wrestling out there. That's what I'm saying. But we're talking about, but we're talking about, well, almost was it a hundred years of the fifty years, 60, 70, 80, 90 years of of wrestling. Sure, I'm. Talking about an establishment that's been here for, you know, 40, 50 years already. You know, it's it's not easy to be like, all right, if it just if it if it has to die, it's just it has to die. It's Look, not, I'm not saying it would be easy. You and I both grew up on WWE. Both of us have said that from earlier than we can remember, we've been watching WWE back then. WWF. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it would be easy. But I'm also saying that over the course of McMahon, Vince McMahon's ownership, there's been a lot of wrong done. There's been a lot of bad business practices, a lot of just bad practices in general in terms of treating their superstars, treating their wrestlers rather. And, you know, maybe... It wouldn't be the end of the world for WWE as we know it to perish, and I'm and I don't think it'll ever die because it's such a big name, it's such a big like money making entity. I don't think it'll ever fully die. I think it might diminish in in terms of size. I think in popularity it might go down a little bit. I think one day. We might see it on equal level playing field as other companies, which we haven't seen since the days of WCW. But I think something may have to give. Because between the way things are going creatively and the decisions that Vince has been making business-wise and what's going on in the following story, something's got to give. Like... There can only be so much bend before the break. I don't think that the company needs to go under or or die or anything like that. And what the WWE 
excuse me, in my opinion, hasn't been good for like the last six years. Mm-hmm. And kind of only thing that's holding me like to WWE still is my favorite wrestler is there. Oh, if AJ Styles was wasn't in WWE, I don't think I'd watch WWE, and I don't even watch WWE as as much as I used to now. And I think that's a general consensus for a lot of people who aren't diehards, who like wrestling fans who are not WWE diehards, still only watch WWE for their individual wrestlers rather than the company. And it's funny because I remember thinking to my, like, have, it's funny that we're having this exact conversation because it was when AEW first launched, right? I was like, man, I wanted an AEW shirt or a hat or something. And it occurred to me, I have no problem repping New Japan Pro Wrestling as a company. I have more than one New Japan shirt and a hat. I have no problem repping an AEW shirt or a hat or whatever. But I would never be caught with a WWE shirt or hat or anything. I'll buy an individual wrestler's merch, but you won't catch me wearing the company's merch. And you have a WrestleMania shirt. That's a WrestleMania shirt. It's not a WWE shirt. That's because WWE shirt. That's because we were at WrestleMania. It's to celebrate WrestleMania. Nah, man, you can't be half pregnant, bro. I'm I'm talking about wearing just a, a shirt that just has the WWE logo because I'm supporting WWE. That's not gonna happen. I mean, yeah, that's. And to me, that's because I don't care or like I'm not watching WWE because I love WWE. I'm watching WWE because I thoroughly enjoy AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan. Um, you uh, I don't know. Uh, even the forgot Alistair Alistair Black, Seth, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Owens um, Mustafa Ali, all these guys. You know, I think that's the general consensus for a lot of wrestling fans who are not WWE diehards. We watch and we're in it because they happen to have phenomenal talent on their roster. They have Ciampa. They have Gargano. They have Keith Lee. They have, you know... They have Kona Reeves. Stop it. You stop it right now. I will hang up on you. <laughs> Kona Reeves. Kona Reeves. I hate, I hate Kona Reeves so bad. Oh my god, he is the worst. I forget he He's exists. I forget he exists. To me, that's even worse. Kona Reeves. I don't know. Look, look... <laughs> Let me get to the final news story for WWE because this ties into the conversation we're having. So, Vince McMahon must be very familiar with his lawyer at this point. Because according to reports, Vince, Triple H, and other executives have been hit with a number of class action lawsuits from company shareholders suing them for quote-unquote making false statements and perpetrating a fraudulent scheme leading to drops in stock prices. Now, all of this comes from and revolves around the Saudi Arabia deal. 
that from the beginning, WWE has shrouded it in mystery and has not uh, released any substantial information. When it was released and announced that they made the deal with Saudi Arabia, the number value was never put on the table. It was disclosed that Saudi Arabia and WWE have come to terms in a 10-year deal, and that was it. When they put out their quarterly reportings, it was like their miscellaneous earnings had suddenly skyrocketed from, like, hypothetically speaking, let's say $1 million to, like, $4 billion. And people are speculating that that's where that money came from. On top of that, there are people who were um, concerned, the shareholders, etc., concerned about the Saudi deal hurting their shares and their stocks because of what happened when they went to Saudi uh, a year ago, where reports indicated that the Saudi government was not making payments to WWE on time, so then the WWE retaliated by delaying the live broadcast of, I want to say, Crown Jewel, and then suddenly the wrestlers were stuck in Saudi Arabia for like 24 hours on a plane and couldn't get out. All of these things, as well as the tensions with the Saudi government and all this other stuff, has led to stock market shares dropping in value substantially. Where, if I'm looking at it, it looks like um, they declined approximately 13%. So... Yeah, a 13% decline in shares since that first quarterly report in 2019. So, shareholders are pissed because they feel like these shares are dropping in value because of the Saudi dealings, which are not being disclosed by Vince and WWE, hence false statements perpetrating a fraudulent scream, scheme, excuse me, because they're not being upfront, they're not giving details, they're not, you know, disclosing information needed to be disclosed in order for shareholders to be uh, felt like their concerns should be assuaged. So... How long do you think this lasts and Vince just gives Trump a call and he's just like, hey, bail me out here. And he's like, listen to me, you guys and your lawsuits with the fake news, nothing is going on. Believe me, people. Believe me. <laughs> um, you know, that's a good point. But, I mean, is... is He's gonna make Trump's gonna make all this go away, bro. Is Trump really gonna get involved in this? That'd be terrible. That's a horrible look. Worse than uh, the, the the Florida governor. No, and that's the thing is that WWE already looks bad because of the whole dealings to get themselves listed as an essential service. You're gonna add this if, dude, if. Trump gets involved with these lawsuits, forget it. WWE is going to lose a whole lot of support, and they're going to be looked at very poorly in the eyes of the public. And Trump's going to look like a, a, a fool more so than usual. 
man. This, I mean, this is wild. Vince just, it, I don't know, man. Someone's got to do something because he keeps making moves that keep backfiring and it's not pretty. The man needs help. In the worst way. Whatever you're doing, Vince, do the opposite. <laughs> do the opposite. Whatever your insane brain tells you to do, just go the other way. Just do the opposite. Just do the other thing. I don't know. This is intense. It's wild. We could be. I'm telling you, this with everything else, we can be looking at, we can be looking at an entirely different company in a year or two. What a time to be alive, huh? Especially. Especially since Segway, their ratings may lead to them losing their contract with Fox. So, this past week, Raw and SmackDown have not been doing great in the ratings. Raw has set an all-time non-holiday low, doing 1.82 million viewers averaged on this past episode of Raw. 1.82 1.82 million. They used to average 4 million just a few years ago. They are now down to under 2. On the other side, SmackDown has drawn their lowest numbers to date since moving to Fox with an average of 2.014 million viewers. So just barely cracking 2 million. Also, might I add, this is one of the few times that I've ever seen SmackDown beat Raw in the ratings. This is not good. This is a company that once upon a time, granted times have changed, were averaging, what, 9 million viewers a week? Between both shows? Yeah. I would say, well, I would say six or six or six or seven million. Weren't they doing something like um, nine during the Attitude Era? Ooh, um, yeah, but we're talking about twenty years ago. No, no, no. I, like I said, I like I said, I, I I know we're talking about a different time, but once upon a time, they did Gangbusters ratings, and even yeah, you can even go back to. to Four or five years ago, where they were still doing like three million, four yeah, million. Yeah, I like think that. as as recent as twenty sixteen, they were doing four million a, uh, a week. Yeah, like within this decade, they were doing four million a week, and now they can barely crack four million combined. In fact, they didn't crack four million combined. I mean, you also got to chalk it up to right now they don't have full rosters. They're they're. Empty arenas. People aren't tuning in because there's nothing really going on. There's not much story progression. So why, why bother? I mean, also people have gotten wise to the fact that oh, they're going to replay something from somewhere from long ago. See, but why that's the thing. Right but that's the thing is that they haven't done that in weeks, and they're not like who are they competing with right now? There are no sports. People are home because they can't go out. If anything, this is when they should be doing their best numbers. But they're not. 
maybe people are clamoring, clamoring around the TV to watch something on Netflix or Hulu well, or... I mean, I, I was going to say, the Tiger King is like doing a quadrillion views a day. These guys can't even do two million in a week. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good, and it's not looking good for their stockholders, for their shareholders, for Vince, for Triple H, for anyone associated with making money with WWE. It's not a good look. Time to get uh, get off this uh, sinking ship, huh? And lastly, we have some Money in the Bank information. Apollo Crews, who had previously qualified, was pulled because of a kayfabe knee injury. And Otis, big brother Tucker, beat Dolph Ziggler to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Andrade is going to be the last guy in the Money in the Bank match. You think he's taking Apollo's oh. spot? Yeah, of course. Okay. He got hurt in he got hurt Apollo got hurt in that match. Yeah. So it only makes sense, right? This is true. It's gonna be Brock Lesnar. Oof. Again? I don't know, man. These but actually like but actually like be in the match, not like, you know, moose his way in. Just like <laughs> alright. <laughs> is that what we're calling it now? We're just gonna moose his way in? Are we turning like, moose into a verb? Gonna turn moose into a verb Brock now. Lesnar, because Brock Lesnar wasn't even in the match. He just came down just like screw it, take this. Breaking news. <laughs> this is not um wrestling related, but Scrubs actor Sam Lloyd died at age 56. For those of you who don't know who that is, it's Ted. Teddy died? Yeah. No. Yep. Was it corona related? I don't know. I literally I had, I'm just looking at it just popped up on my on my news feed. Hold on a second. Was it Ted Buckley, right? Yeah. Oh no! I guess he finally, you know, had enough of Kelso. <sighs> Too soon, man. Sorry. I mean, the running gag. The, the, and never mind. I'll stop. The, the actor <laughs> that plays Ted Buckley. The, the actor that plays Ted Buckley died from Scrubs. Only yeah. fifty six. Amanda's <laughs> not happy about it. <laughs> Only fifty six. Damn, man, that sucks. I don't. I don't see any reasons. Yeah, it just says he died. Oh, oh man. cancer. I'm, I'm watching Scrubs after this. Cancer. Diagnosed with inoperable brain tumor and cancer in January of and 2019. Wow. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Didn't mean to, to break that on the show, but... Sorry. Uh, Shades, uh, you want to... Uh, you still want to do what we talked about? Before we went on? Uh, I don't know anymore, man. I think this unfortunate somber note it might be an appropriate note to uh, end the show on, yeah? Yeah. Um, 
you know, in the do you even want to do good seeds, bad seeds this week? Uh, I don't have a good seed. My bad seed is 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 uh <laughs> Sam Boyd dying. No, he's not. He's not in wrestling. It's not a wrestling thing. Today he is. <laughs> um. <laughs> Today he's going up. He's going to that wrestling ring in the sky. Oh god! All right. I think. Okay, we're done. We're. <laughs> So, since you're going to give... Uh, how about this? I'll give the good seed, you give the bad seed, we call it a week, yeah? Oh, I have a good seed also. Oh, okay, so go ahead. Give me your good seed. Our good, My good seed for the week isn't even wrestling company related. It is you and I basically foreshadowing a potential storyline for Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. That's my good seed. All right. My good seed is like, Works for me. My good seed is actually going to be the two. Is going to be a two for one good seed. The two semifinal matches were, in my opinion, fantastic. Cody versus Darby was great, where they both looked evenly matched, and Cody only won because he was able to tilt Darby over at Dar- Darby Allen over after the coffin drop. And Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes did everything he was supposed to do. So that's my good seed for the week. Uh, my bad seed for the week. Uh, how about how about this for the first time in a long time my bad seed is not going to be affiliated with the WWE my bad seed goes my bad seed goes to Moose (laughs) my bad seed goes to Moose and everything that has to do with Moose and the TNA World Championship and that whole mess no thank you bad seed goes to Moose Well, folks, I think that's going to do it this week for our show. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Such grapples to apples. Such grapples the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music. You got Apple Podcasts. It doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. It's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many ears and eyes as humanly possible. We really appreciate it. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Join yet again. Name the hour. Name the power. Too sad to be sour. Cream of the crop rise to the top. Your boy is back. His name is Shades. Don't forget to check out this week, next week, every other week that you may have missed, and every other week moving forward. Because an apple a day is a bad rustling away. Peace. Peace and love.